Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Supported by The Gelded End, the number one Leeds United memorabilia site. Visit thegeldedend.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Square Ball Podcast number 60, and I'm here with Michael. Hello. And Moscow White. Hello. And Oddie. Hello. We'll quickly tell you about issue 7 of the magazine. It went on sale against Blackpool. It will also be on sale against Millwall at the weekend, and it will sell out. It, it will. will. It will. So do make sure you get your copy, or you can buy it online ahead of that at thesquareball.net. We look forward to issue 8 being out for the Huddersfield match. Will we be painting it white, gents? The magazine... Painting each copy might might be laborious. Tip, we could use Tipex. Still. Don't forget, you can also get um, subscriptions at squareball.net on the website. Michael, tell me about the new options that are on the website. Well, what a, what a range. Um, it's just, they run from issue seven now, um, do the subscriptions, but then it kind of recurs for next year. Um, and the download one has gone down to Fiverr. So you essentially get three whole years of magazine for five pounds. That's a, that's a bargain in anybody's it, eyes. Exactly, I've bought one myself. Is is this part of our uh, buy TSB for less promotion? Yes. yes Are I'm, we going to be emailing people twice th- daily? I was going to say at least at least once an hour. Yeah. Are we lining up Lee Pelsey? on the case already. White watching. An assortment of matches to get through for this bit. Then let's start with the Wolves game. Two uh, two away. They were in terrible form. And we managed to snatch a draw from the jaws of victory in this one. Dean Saunders effect. I was reading some quotes from Dean Saunders, not about this game, but he's been on particularly good form um, lately. He said, uh, he said um, you've always got to believe in yourself. He said, if you were offered the chance to walk out at Lords and bat at number one for England cricket side, you'd have to take that chance. I'd be, Maybe- ter- I'd be terrible. Well, he then said, he said, you'd realise once you opened the gate and were about to walk out onto the pitch that this is a terrible idea because you've never played cricket in your life. But that's not the point. The point is to seize the opportunity. So I think when you uh, do consider, as we probably will, that we're not particularly cheerful where Warnock's concerned, it could be slightly worse. It could be Dean Saunders. He could have a curly perm. Dean Saunders does have eyebrows, though, in his favour. Should we talk about the football? Go on, then. Let's try talking about the football. We were in a position to win this one, we, we didn't. Yeah. yeah, And we were actually a bit robbed, because they scored from a corner, which wasn't a corner in the last minute, because Paddy Kenny actually left it. Well, it looked like it from the replay anyway. And the ref, as a lead-hating bastard, um, gave a corner, and would have continued to give corners until they scored, is what I honestly believe. 
Do we have a name for this referee, or was it just no. Mr. Mr. L hating? We'll, we'll pin it on Kevin Friend. It wasn't, it wasn't him, but... <laughs> so, Morrison's debut, uh, how do we think he went on then? Because he's had fairly mixed reviews so far. No Becchio. Yeah, no Becchio, <laughs> no point. Oh, let it go, man. He's gone, he's history, he's don't, old news. Don't expect well, me to talk well, about him. Well, the way Warnock's talking him up, he's, he's like he's... He's effectively he's John gonna be, Charles. He's going to say he's going to be John Charles playing Peter Lorimer, not not bored. Remember Peter Lorimer, um, playing Peter Lorimer, Tony Aboa, yeah, uh, Alan Clark. Beckford, and but not Becchio. What 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 aggravated me most about that quote from Neil Warnock, where he said, "Oh, I think he can be a legend at this club," is what he then said is a, a few years down the line, yeah. people are going to look at this player and they'll realise he's a Leeds legend, and they'll say Neil Warnock signed him. So it's not even about, like, yes. they won't say Steve Morrison's brilliant. They'll go, I, God, what a guy Neil Warnock was. And we'll all go down to Cornwall and we'll go to his house and one by one, I think he's expecting us to all go up and shake his hands and say, sorry, Neil, sorry we misjudged you. Sorry for sorry for what we said. On that note, I do agree. I know we, we've given uh, Colin a bit of stick on this podcast, but I really can't stand how he turns everything into being about him. Well, yeah. it's funny you should say that because I've, <laughs> I've got... I have, I have his... Um, Post-match interview here, um, he says, I want to get into the playoffs and I'm disappointed that we're not in the playoffs and games are running out. I want to go up. I think I'm more frustrated than anyone. It's all right for the players. They're young and can play on for years to come. What? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? There's nothing wrong with wanting to win and wanting to get no, promoted. But, but for himself. Yeah, yeah I love that in the, in the dressing room. Mm. It's all right for you lot. <laughs> You've got next year. What about me? The fans aren't going anywhere. I am. Those that bother to turn up. Yeah. What's this really about? Yeah. Why do we come in here every day, training hard, so I can get promoted? I, I'll, there was one quote from him where he said, uh, "He said I came here hoping to get that record eighth or ninth promotion or whatever it was. <laughs> I think, keep going through the season, it'll be like, I, I really came here looking for that, I don't know, 14th promotion. <laughs> I can't quite remember how many it is now. Well, the focus was squarely put on him at the Middlesbrough game as well, wasn't it? By um, him. Yes, um, and the sarcastic hand clapping. So dealing with the football quickly, late winner, crushing blow to the knackers, etc. The sarcastic hand clap didn't really help anyone, did it? Because fans are not stupid. But have they got eight promotions? No, they haven't. <laughs> We've only had two. And, how, and they've got... Three, actually, sorry, three. One including the third division, but we don't count that. And if you think about us as a uh, supporters base, we actually have an infinite number of chances. If you multiply <laughs> the number of generations of, of Leeds fans as yet unborn, mm. who will then procreate throughout the world and go forth and multiply, really there's no limit to the number of opportunities sure. we'll have to get promoted. The away end at Middlesbrough had, what, 2,000, 2,500 Leeds fans in? Average of 20 years, probably, following Leeds? Yeah. Idiots. Morons. <laughs> so many squandered chances. Yeah. Morons, one might say. I mean, the thing with the sarcastic clapping is, I mean, it was a dick move already, but there's some kind of, there should be a lesson for this old dog in the fact that no sooner had he clapped everyone, so like, oh yeah, bring a sub on. Yeah, that's a good idea because we're going to win this. And then no sooner than, <laughs> than uh, the sarcastic applause happens, Middlesbrough score, and then it's suddenly, right, lads, warm up. No, don't warm up. Just get on. Oh God, we've got to take some people off. Jonesy, fill the paperwork in. And it's just, it just to instantly be made to look an absolute idiot um, is, is perfect. But he just didn't even... Acknowledge this. He still went on. He was like, "He said, unless, <laughs> I, unless I run on the pitch, you put the chances in himself. I don't know what I can do." Why don't you He's put on the, the fault as well? Why don't you put on the striker you signed? Maybe try that. 
before you have to run on the pitch in this desperate bid for, but I want my promotion! <laughs> I'm surprised he, he actually would love to come on and score the goals. Of course he would. And gaze at himself in the mirror all night long, giving himself the Man of the Match award. Do you think he perhaps had a point about the putting the chances in? Because McCormack did miss a sitter. Well, yeah, but we've, we've mentioned this before, that he only seems to see chances that we miss and never chances the opposition miss. Because yeah. he's, he's come out and said this after games, like where I've thought we've been lucky to get anything from them. And he said, oh, you know, we should have really won today. We had such and such a chance. Ignoring the fact that they've had equal number of chances. Well, they will have had more. Because, ch- I mean, McCormack did miss the one big chance, but it was also the one chance that we actually created. And maybe if he had a few more. There was his, uh, his after-match comments to, uh, what's she called? Catherine Hanna. Catherine Hanna, um, also a singer in Bikini Kill. Um, and Le Tigre. She uh, asked after the game, she said, do you think he'd been moaning on about these chances and saying that he should run on and score them? And she asked quite reasonably, do you think perhaps Luciano Becchio could have put one of those chances away? And he said, uh, that's a ridiculous statement to make love. And uh, managed to get himself, I think it was the Times report, opened with that incredibly patronising bastard comment um, which I mean it's not a ridiculous statement to make do you think that striker who scored 20 goals this season might have scored one of these really easy chances that you're moaning about being missed it's not ridiculous it was widely love it was widely <laughs> thought wasn't it that the uh, last game that he might have in charge was the Man City game in the mm. FA Cup um, we went into this not expecting a great deal and we got absolutely bugger all 4-0 defeat we were lucky to get away with nil really weren't we it was a good yeah. day out though it was a good day out they Football was pretty much start to finish. Isn't it shit, though, that the best shit. thing you can look about is, oh, it was a day out. We should be at these stadiums all the time. We used to be at these stadiums all the time. But uh, <laughs> right winger A.D. White in this one. Ooh. Yeah, anything he comes out with, you see, about you know them being a better side, us playing well, but it's not his fault. You can't say that while A.D. White is on the right wing. It's Any argument you come out with it is completely destroyed by the fact, well, well he's there, so... But he can't it's play a- left back... <laughs> Because he just brought a left back in. Yeah, it's a ridiculous statement to make that love. Really. <laughs> Speaking of left backs, I've, um, I've, I think we need to stick the boot into the other Warnock because it was his own goal against Wolves, and a, every single news agency seems to credit it to Peltier. Captain, captain's role. Step forward. <laughs> Don't worry, Stephen. I got this. But Man, Man City looked quite a lot expensive. Better than us. They looked. <laughs> well, what this game mainly made me think was how did we beat Spurs? Because they're not a much worse side than Man City. And we somehow, we somehow didn't look that bad against them. I think maybe Spurs are a team that's quite effective when they hit their stride, playing their style on their day. But Man City are just dead good, aren't they? They've got loads of good players in every position. Maybe what we did against Spurs was battle, play for each other. and well, maybe, maybe these players were, were too good to allow us to yeah, like, cl- close them down. They're yeah. used to dealing with that sort of thing. That's what we yeah. said about um, Michael Brown couldn't get the measure of Lampard, but he got Scott Parker. And then we kind of predicted that Torre might be a little bit too too far. They also took the approach of kicking Brown as well, which mm. actually worked quite well. They thought he's going to try and kick us. Let's just kick him first. Yeah. And sure enough, it it worked. He was out. He was out. Browned. <laughs> it was nice to do the Poznan at the Man City fans as well. Yeah. yeah that was Did you funny. get your shoes off? No. I Too many laces. Too many laces. <laughs> is it because it's an orthopedic shoe? Oh, <laughs> I enjoyed the Michael Brown is not for sale chance. That was brilliant. Yeah. With them batting back, he was here when we were shit. And is it right that the? Uh, Three imaginary goals were scored by Leeds at 2-0 down. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, there are yeah. a few That's of them. Well, let's pretend we've scored a goal. <clears throat> Three, in fact, and then started singing 2-0 uh, and you fucked it up. 
and that's why we're good fans. Yes. I'll tell you what this trip did convince me of, though. I, I don't think I'd mind that much if someone came in and gave us billions of pounds, because it seemed all right. <laughs> you won't complain. I mean, I know we don't want to do it like Man City they had and Chelsea. Of really good footballers. No, but we, yeah. we don't want to do it like Man City and Chelsea. We don't want to look at really good footballers <laughs> every week who put us in contention of having trophies on our shelves, and scoring can, them goals and that. Yeah. And mm. they can just do stuff, which make which I presume because they're not that worried about money, which looks quite good. Like around the stadium, on the edges, they've got big panels kind of printed on the stadium of the minute by minute of the QPR game and stuff and it looks quite good yeah. and it makes you feel like you're at a football stadium rather than, of, rather than a third rate conference venue <laughs> they didn't have any stuff in the bars though that was piss poor or any beer in the bars yeah but did they have any cream cladding no probably have any any kind of colour cladding you want I think they had a live band outside the ground imagine <laughs> yeah. that was it uh, Tennis Unlimited <laughs> <laughs> well Le- Leeds used to have uh, bands on at half time and do you remember was it um, was she called Tasha or something. Is that they kept booing her and yeah, cheering the singers? Yeah. The, the yeah. dancers. Dancers when it came on the screen. Yeah. So we, we did that. <laughs> so that, that's the problem. Horrible. We're horrible. And anytime you try to make things a little bit more nice at least, yeah. we, just, we just boo it and ruin it for ourselves. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we can't have nice things at Ellen Road. <laughs> so the, um, you briefly mentioned the... Uh, Painted white promotion for the Huddersfield game, which I think any other any other club like Man City, if they said, "Oh, paint it blue," everyone get a get a home kit. Newcastle's French Day, yeah, people there were painted on moustaches. <laughs> Whereas everyone, and my my first uh, instinct when I, I read that was like, oh, "I'm not fucking wearing a fucking white replica shirt that weekend. I'll make sure I'm not bloody <laughs> no, keep my coat on." It's just the Yorkshire way, isn't it? You're not bloody telling me what to bloody do. I wear what I bloody want. Also, it's March. Yeah, you mad bastards. It's freezing. Yeah, I almost feel like only wearing because normally I, I layer up because I value my um, health and warmth. But yeah, just wearing a away kit. M- might wear shorts, <laughs> full away kit. <laughs> up turn, yours. Turn up in all red just to be intransigent. <laughs> yeah, the red 1960s away kit. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Enough said about Man City, really. We were never at the races. On to Blackpool, where we were midweek game against Blackpool at home and we won. And we won well. Is it a coincidence? that it was in front of the biggest crowd of the season, 25,500. Is it a coincidence that in that crowd was Michael Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Did he pay to get in? I hope we charged him. I got the, When I saw the team sheet for this, I thought this was Warnock parting shot where he was going, look, all right, you don't want Brown in the team. Look, this is what happens. With, oh, we've won. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't particularly scintillating stuff. And it was all right. I'd tell you what, compared right. to normal. Fucking yeah, hell. yeah. Um, and that uh, Tom Ince looked good. That's one thing, you, that's kind of what you're saying about Man City, how it would be nice to have good players all the time. He was clearly the best out of all but 22. But they're Blackpool and they've got a good player. Yeah. <laughs> How's that fair? Hey, We've got, hey, listen, proof from that night, we know, as any good card player will tell you, double Warnock beats double Ince. <laughs> There's a lot of pleasure to be gained out of beating an Ince, isn't there? But so two of them in the same night. Do they still live together, those two? I imagine they do. As I said about the Bruces at Hull, it's got to be pocket money. He's basically paying in pocket money to play football. Well, it is slightly different with the fact that Tom Ince is an outrageously talented young player who's destined for the Premier League and the other one's fucking Alex fucking Bruce. So do you think this exercised the ghost of Paul Rohubka then? Not while we're paying him. Not for much longer. Yeah, I don't know. I still think a contract renewal could just happen by accident. I think he'll sneak into the, uh, the ground one evening and just print off his own contract. 
forge a signature or two while nobody's looking. That's what De Canio did, didn't he, after he left Swindon? He broke into his office at the training ground late at night and uh, took all his pictures that he wanted off, out of his office. I hope we haven't got any pictures of poor Obker up at the training ground. Like, Believe in yourself. <laughs> Don't like, do this. <laughs> I was thinking more Athena-style portraits of perhaps him holding, well, not holding well, a baby. Bare arse, <laughs> in a tennis outfit, scratching his ass. We should probably say about this game, because it was probably our best performance of the mm. season. Jesus. It wasn't really. We beat, we were probably better against Everton. It's the best performance. Field away, it's the best performance in a while. Yeah. Having midfielders who can move mm. is better than having midfielders that can't. Because yes. Brown and Juve went out and there was a lot more movement and a lot less slowing down of the game. Radical thinking. Mm. Yeah. The legend opened the first account, the first goal in his uh, his <laughs> march to a statue. <clears throat> so. I can see this is going to stick, isn't it? This legend tag now. <laughs> Uh, Let's not forget the way he just ran in the first half. He got oh, past the defender God. and then just tried to run round the keeper and actually ran the ball into touch. Yeah, he, no one near him. He broke into the penalty area and he, if he turned right, he would have uh, been in on goal. But instead, he turned left and just ended up gave United it, Fisheries. Just get yeah, just gave it to a ball boy. Kind of, <laughs> I was at that point um, ready to uh, to Kirkland him, but he, he's he's put that off for a while by scoring an yep. easy goal. <laughs> and we, and we, sh- we should. I was going to say we should give him credit for the goal, but instead, I'm going to say Stephen Craney passed it to him like the shit bastard we know he is, and then the goalkeeper just dived out the just way, just lay on the floor. Yeah, and how much time did he have? He just stood there for ages. <laughs> Becky, would have swept it home in one movement instead of with a. Oh, I think I'll trap it. Uh, ooh, left corner, right corner. Oh, I thought it worked you quite well. Wanker. I just ran it out of play before. You're a miserable wanker. Oh, but Neil says I'm going to be a legend here. I'll just kick it at the net. Miserable. Oh yeah, way. Anyway, speaking so it was a good a good one nil win over Blackpool that one. Yeah. I'm very yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of misery, let's move on to the. Well, team. Mike, because we missed both goals anyway. We're still in the bar. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't have been responsible for that. You didn't even see these goals. <laughs> it was a goal singular. Let's move on to the tedium of Blackburn away, uh, a game that we could and should have won and didn't. Maybe substitutions might have made a difference. Blackburn have got an all right side. Mm. I mean, they've spent. Seven million quid on a striker, so you know a nil yeah. nil draw away from home at Blackburn isn't a bad result. It's but, only a bad result when we need to win every game, which we do. Which we do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got to bear in mind as well with Blackburn, they've got the next big thing in management: rising star, in demand, Michael Appleton, who after doing a really poor job at Portsmouth, a quite poor job at Blackpool, um, has ended up at Blackburn. Mm. Was he at Forest for a bit as well? If I imagine that, I think you've imagined most people oh. have been at Forest, but mm. I don't think he was. maybe he's just got a really good agent. But anyway, now we 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 basically face the proposition of needing twenty five points from the remaining thirteen, even it out to two points per game. We can't afford to lose any. It's win and draw till the end of the season in every two games. Well, we were saying that last time. Yeah, but the uh, this is the requirement. Now. It was one point eight points per game, oh, and now it's up to two points per game. So we are making the incline that little bit steeper for ourselves with every passing game. That's the but problem. We're going for it. Colin yeah, tells we're going for it. There's for all, him, well, do it for me. Because of the because uh, <laughs> of the nature of the Wolves draw, with it being like a last minute equaliser, a lot of people say, "Oh, come on, can't complain about uh, getting a, a point away." And in the circumstances, it was almost a win. But we're in the situation where between the games, we've got Warnock saying, "We've got to win every game. We've got to go for it. The only way we're going to get promoted is to win every single game." And then when we don't win, it's like, "Well, you know, a point's just as good. A point, one point is as good as three. And right, it isn't from now. We yeah. win every game, <laughs> and we can't just keep doing that. It's like we can't keep just doing nil nil. And I mean, would it have killed him to just bring on a substitute against Blackburn? And just try something instead of saying, oh, we'll just let it go. Nil, nil. 
nil nils do. I know I said all week that we got to win every game, but <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my tactics to try and bring it about. You think he thinks every game's gonna go to penalties? <laughs> Wait till the end. I don't know what he thinks. He don't fucking care, does he? The news. First, let's deal with trialists, transfers, and speculation. Um, the transfer window is now long since shut, and there not a lot went on, did it? Really, we got rid of a footballer anyway. In terms of uh, Ross Barkley, he went, didn't he? He was too good for us. I know we've probably just spent the first part of the podcast knocking knockers, but what the hell <laughs> happened with? Oh, he's got to be a great player in, but uh, he, he can't. He can't get a. He can't get into our team. Why not? Yeah. Good for the future. Another what, 15, I saw 15 years or so coming to his prime. I do see the logic in a way because we've got bloody loads of midfielders. But, but none of them are as good as him. But why did you get him in the first place? I do I do look at our team sheets and think, there's, there's a place for him there. There's yeah. a place for him. The only reason he's not in Everton's midfield is because we've got two good players ahead of him. And if he can play for Everton, he can probably just about cope. And he looked good. And none of our other players ever look good. Look, we've got youngsters to develop. In the centre of midfield. Who? A.D. White. Michael Brown. A.D. White is as yet untried in centre of midfield. <laughs> Give him a Gareth shot. Gareth Bale's moved to the centre. Yeah, it could happen. Oh, almost, it's just, almost certainly a success. It's just madness. He was, when he was going on about great he was when he signed him, oh, you know, he was playing at show. I, don't know, I told David, he's a personal friend, I said, I want first dibs on him after uh, after his loan there. and So we, we got him in there. And then he's put him through the Barnsley debacle who did he miss that easy chance against was it against Cardiff and uh, did he hang him out to dry well, no he said you'll oh, be kicking himself or whatever his usual sort of mild goal but he never played like him since nine times in his sleep yes that's what he said but I suppose the good thing with him moving on is that other youngsters at the club can get a go people like Polian yeah, mm. yeah so Chris yeah, Dawson yeah. I mean obviously he's yeah. oh um, create some room for them in the yeah uh, how is Polian uh, likely to play? Is he for be Sheffield in, United, be in the yes, for Sheffield yeah. United, yeah. Maybe. It was quite good, apparently, the other night. I didn't watch it. I will not pretend. Well, Sheffield it. United, isn't it? I'm not going to watch yeah. that. Uh, no loan signings as yet. I think I'm quite pleased with that. Generally. But we were He's hanging... still after a winger, though. Yeah. Not that Ryan Hall will be that pleased about it, but... <laughs> Well, he's one for the future. He can't, course, yeah. he, he can't expect to just sign here aged 34 or whatever he is now. And, <laughs> and just walk straight into that team. He's got to earn it. Yeah, he's, got to, he's probably uh, cleaning Brownie's boots at Thorpe Arch, serving his uh, second or third apprenticeship. <laughs> <laughs> what is he for? He must just be used as a did he draft excluder somewhere. It's, it's, it's bizarre that we've, because compared to the majority of our squad, he cost quite a lot of money. Because most didn't cost anything, obviously. Considering we don't have much and never have this season, it's all been getting anyone in on a shoestring that we can. So we, you'd think when you finally bought a player, you'd play them. And, and we took him on loan for two months just to get fit. In a position where we don't have many other players as well. It's strange. What do you think, Ozzy? What do you think Warnock's attitude is towards these players? He doesn't give a fuck. What are you, doing? What are you doing for me, Ryan? It's all right for you. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got your whole career ahead of you, apart from the, the 10 years behind you. <laughs> Do we want emergency loans? We've bitched and moaned about them loads in the past. Maybe. Probably no point, is there? We're not going down, <laughs> we're not going up. We could have somebody to entertain us on the on the way to the middle. Andros Townsend? He'd <laughs> be a pantomime hate figure. It has to be said that the Ask Andros uh, thing that happened on Twitter today, which uh, follows hot on the heels of Ask Johnny at Norwich yeah. about house, and well, Ask Andros <laughs> happened on Twitter today, and rather brilliantly and childishly and pettily, was completely swamped and overtaken by Leeds fans. I didn't see a single genuine question. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and the world's a better place for that. Yeah. I think my favourite one was um, when you go to the Chinese and it's 20 quid a head, how much do they charge you? <laughs> <laughs> I also saw one that was, uh, Andros, what's it like to have a five head instead of a standard four head? <laughs> I think that's one that I would support him coming back in on loan. <laughs> as long as he had to uh, run up and down the wing all the time and just we were allowed to throw things at him. Do you measure your hat size in furlongs? <laughs> it was another one I enjoyed. <laughs> And you just know that his vanity would have taken him onto those questions at some point. I hope so, anyway. Let's see what they're asking me. <laughs> well, his vanity, didn't he get out his Man of the Match awards for Millwall against Leeds? Like, yeah. Look at these Leeds fans, see what they are. And I was just like, we don't give a fuck, you've got a massive head. <laughs> <laughs> also, in other news then, uh, the under-18s doing rather well, aren't they, at the minute? On a good run. Ones for the future, then. Yeah. Well, Not uh, with us, obviously. No. But. Oh, with, with Norwich, yeah. Dickie Naylor's doing all right, isn't he? He's, he's doing pretty well. Seems so. Against all odds. <laughs> all right, Phil Collins. <laughs> there's, uh, I believe the, the uh, there's no jacket required in the uh, in the youth team. Don't carry on with this. Carry on. <laughs> but uh, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. But yeah, they play Liverpool in the cup, which is expected to be a decent side because I think sometimes they do play quite shit teams because of the level we're at. Yeah. But Liverpool, you would imagine, would have a decent. It is live on um, Liverpool's TV channel, and I've noticed they've got as a summariser Stephen Warnock. He's going to be in the uh, Susu studio for. Um, <laughs> but no, it's true. They've got Stephen Warnock as a as a halftime summariser because he he played for Liverpool for a bit and he's plays for Leeds now. I'm just waiting for our pub. <laughs> yeah, um, we're I'm, all just saying, I think, trying to think of Phil Collins songs, aren't we now? No, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> We touched on it earlier. Paint it white happening at Ellen Road. They want everyone to wear home shirts uh, against Huddersfield and they're selling them because they're nice like this for a tenner in mm. the club shop. I mean, it's not a cynical ploy to shift loads of shirts. This is it. If I was going to uh, get involved in this uh, happy clappy fiasco. You'd wear a 1972 replica shirt. Or yeah, no, you'd, you'd wear the white Burton one, actually. I'd just wear one of the shirts I've got. Oh, I might as well, you know, not wear a nice work shirt. Maybe a, a plain white tee. <laughs> yeah. Use a marker pen to write LUFC over the, uh, tits. on the side. On the tits. Yes, on the tits. Yeah, for whatever. They're trying. But you, could, you could get one of those. They're trying, they're trying to sell almost out of date produce. <laughs> yes. No, do you know what they should get? They should get those forensic suits in the club shop. <laughs> like, you know, the ones that people wear to Middlesbrough away to highlight the smoggy thing. They should sell those at a 10 row pop in the uh, club shop. How many shirt, home shirts have we got left? Because they're giving them away free when you're buying away shirts as well. And all the lot, I think. I, they've, they've got stacks of these. It's like when occasionally yeah. you go to the supermarket and someone's not checked the cottage cheese in ages, and there's about a thousand tubs of it, and they reduced to clear for like a penny a penny ago. But we did this last year as well. There was a, an offer to get um, cheap home shirts as well. Here's an idea: Why don't they keep the home shirts for two years like mm. they used to, and then sell them full price over a two year period and make more money that way, and not. Try and rip fans off. This as is much. leading us up to the tenth new home shirt in ten seasons. What a proud record! I wonder what it will look like. Mind you, everyone seems to be doing this, don't they? Now I know I don't ever like to use the scum in my day-to-day conversations, but they bring a new one out every season now, don't yeah, they? They're all at it. I do like seeing what the new kits look like. I uh, I subscribe to that football shirt culture blog just to see what they all look like. I don't buy them. It's depressing <laughs> on that quite one like as well ones. when you see other teams with much better ones. Yeah. You see them and you think, oh, that's nice. I won't mind that. Oh, it's a Spurs shirt. That's a shame. And you've got a crazy Italian designer sat at Macron HQ thinking, hey, where can we put some blue and yellow stripes on this? <laughs> we ain't done accents for a while. No. no. We've Italy, managed to you say. racism free for a whole two podcasts. 
What are, what are the kit manufacturers doing now? <laughs> Will you be buying one anyway? Nah. No. Nah. Good promotion there. Yeah. <laughs> For a tenner? Mm. Uh, if I, if, if I it played, was a nicer shirt. If I, I played five a side or something like that, you might think about it, mightn't you? Because yeah. you can't get bugger off for a tenner these days. If I just sit around my house wearing it, my wife will just think I look like a tramp. And if we're white, it'll attract stains Yeah, quickly. tea yeah. stains and stuff down the, down yeah. the, the, the chest. Yeah. Vomit and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of all white, David Haig's off up to the Arctic. Isn't he doing an Arctic trek in the snow? That's uh, reducing the GFH capital workforce by half. Oh, no, I suppose the third, because <laughs> there's Hisham Elrays, who doesn't appear to want to get involved. The silent one of the trio. Anyway, but it's fine that he's leaving us and doing that because it's all for charity, mate. It does slightly remind me of those annoying student types who sort of, oh, can you give me, can you, I'm raising money for a trip to Ghana, I'm going to build a school. <laughs> like, oh, why don't you pay a local tradesman who knows what he's fucking doing to build a school rather than you pissing off on holiday, getting us to pay for it. Hire a bloody Eskimo, Inuit. There's a, a girl on my course who is raising money for a trip to Ghana to build a school. <laughs> and I was, I said, oh, we might be able to get, uh, like, get some lead shirts because like promote it through the square ball we look good and she doesn't give a fuck about football so we'll just give you a lot of like kid-sized football shirts but yes uh, michael doesn't seem to like that idea <laughs> now that's fu- that'd be fine she spent like two months out there she's in fairly reasonable anyway oh, oh, build a school oh, in two months oh a two-month holiday what a shame <laughs> i'd hate to have a two-month holiday anyway speaking of directors of the club there's another Lorimer's bar coming up at the start of march this next week an all-star cast, uh, McCormack, Brown, Austin and Tongi. So you could always go along and get your, <laughs> your cover of uh, issue seven of the square ball, which features Michael Brown on the cover and the word hoof and get it signed by the great man. I'd love to see that actually. But the problem is I think Michael Brown does not have a sense of humour where himself is concerned. Mm. So it'd be even funnier if you don't yeah. mind being being punched by a monkey. And, and, and Warnock might work in the car park and kick the <laughs> shit out of you as well. It's not like it's got our names inside it or anything, is it? Mm. Hey, listen, let's talk about important things. There's no extra time membership this year, um, so they're not flogging off membership packages for the remainder of this season and into next season for probably an inflated price. It's a good sign, isn't it, that they're reviewing the prices because, quite frankly, our most expensive membership scheme in the country is a bit of a rip-off, in my opinion. Yes. Mainly because it's unlikely we're going to get to the playoffs and need a Wembley trip that people Oh, don't to. be so bloody cynical. They're <laughs> dropping the price, aren't they? It's Hopefully. not, it's not <clears throat> stopped them before, though. But them being... Ken and Sean, and yes, uh, we yes. seem to have other people now in charge of ideas at Ellen Road. You'd hope they're still there, working his socks off. You'd hope they'd sort out that thing where the uh, foreign kids' memberships was the most expensive thing on offer, given that our owners are now um, foreign and not just pretending that they're not foreign like Ken was. So maybe that's some hope that we won't be uh, we won't be robbing the piggy banks of uh, of our young foreign support next season. But wait and see, shall we? Just wait and see. It'd be nice for like foreign children who want to support Leeds. They've no reason to give them it free. Go on, yeah, have a heart. Just let them sign up to a mailing list. Well, support Leeds for nothing, <laughs> just because you want to. That would be novel. That's what you get back in return, mainly. Isn't I think it? Ken Bates is feeling like, oh, why, why are they contributing? The six, Ken. They got jobs, haven't they? <laughs> six. I had a club foot. I was down the mines. <laughs> yeah, we've heard it before. His we? club foot doesn't get talked about enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it was nice to see uh, commercial director and club employee Paul Bell having a bit of a meltdown. With his Twitter. club mouth. Yeah. Um, to anybody who not, to anybody who's not seen these tweets, can you basically? Uh, Tell us the story. Well, any, anyone who's not seen them won't see them now. Well, not the best one. Anyway, no, 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 they will. I've, I've got a screen grab. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. I've got a screen grab as well. <laughs> I'm thoroughly petty of you both. Brilliant. <laughs> I can't remember what he was even going on about. It was after it was... the Blackpool, uh, just before, just ahead of the Blackpool game, 
when uh, he just started tweeting about people who've got nothing to do with football, not having a fucking clue, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That blah. was it. People getting involved. who shouldn't be involved. who don't understand football matters. And it was, it, they, he turned the air blue. There was some... Portsmouth fucking, blue, one might say. Some fucking outrageous language. Well, this, this is the thing where he's going about, oh, people getting involved in football who shouldn't be. When he was commercial director of Portsmouth, there was the invisible man on the fucking club. <laughs> Nobody even knew he was there, absolutely integral to their demise. Yeah. And, then and his job is... Commercial director right. at uh, Leeds United. He's the guy who I, I once had a big argument about on Twitter about whether Leeds United should have an official Twitter account or not. When That's he, right. well, that when he came on, on Twitter. Yeah, well, he came on about half 11 on a Friday night and was just like, hey. Uh, oh, yes, with the old uh, red wine talking. Yeah, I think it well, as that I was ahead of a digital conference, wasn't it? I asked him what time his presentation was in the morning and he didn't, <laughs> uh, he didn't take too kindly to it. But his whole, his whole argument was uh, that because Man United don't have a Twitter account, there was no reason for Leeds United to have one. And then uh, I pointed out that every other club in the Premier League and Man United yeah. do have sort of one. And it's just back and forth. And it's idiots. So I wonder if uh, there's a, a sweet kind of irony to his foul mouth meltdown happening on uh, Twitter shortly after the club's new owners had been trumpeting from the rooftops their new Twitter account because that was their uh, their big reaction to the um, investment talk was uh, well we we've not uh, we've not accepted any offers and we started Twitter account I mean what's the matter with and you a, and a Facebook page a Facebook page and we gave Byron a new contract and we sold Beckett I mean uh, we bought Morrison so yeah I wonder which part of it will upset him most hopefully all of it because I don't like the guy Maybe the, maybe there was a shortage of fake tan at the uh, supermarket when he went down there. Who knows? Who knows? Right, um, Robbie Rogers, big gay Robbie Rogers. He's no quite longer a small, fellow. no longer part of the Leeds United family, but part of now the gay community out in the open. He can it's be good both. to see. He can be both. He could have been, couldn't he? But you know, football's not a very forgiving business in that respect. Is Shame it? he's retired, though. That's a bit much. Yeah, but he's, he seems to have gone through one of these uh, these discover yourself moments, hasn't he? And he's, he's obviously told his family about his sexuality, and he's yeah. decided. Steve Nitch will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> that he's uh, now decided he wants to uh, move into a different area in his life, and he looks like he's going into men's fashion, which yeah. he did anyway. But it seems well, to be his full time. He had a, a fashion line before he arrived. Halsey. Halsey. Named after the referee, we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't his middle name? Because he, he is. Uh, he, I thought it was Hampton. Isn't is he not Hampton? He's Robbie H. Rogers the Third. I'm know sure. That I'm much. sure it's Hampton. It might be. I don't. I don't. Know. You're just making up that. I'm not. I'm not. I. <laughs> I'm making up a comment to I'm not. I'm going to look it up and we'll we'll report back later You're on. You're going to look okay. up his Hampton. <laughs> I'm not looking up his Hampton. Leave it. That's just homophobic and probably racist. So yeah, what do you reckon then? Um, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Will forever be associated with the second professional footballer, third actually, to come out and say that they're gay. Yeah, and then immediately retired. I don't think it's um, um, such a bad thing that he uh, he retired. I think everything seems to just come together at once this summer in that he found himself without a contract. I mean, he's not played football since he arrived in the country, apart from to get kicked in the head. And there was the whole thing with the... Uh, the MLS trading his registration around. So if he went back to America and tried to play football, he would have to move to Chicago and have no choice. I wrote last week that from following his uh, his Twitter feed and his Instagram feed and his Facebook page and everything, it looks like he's been having a fucking brilliant time not playing football. And it's just gone... Not for me. Yeah. And yeah. there was an element in his, uh, in his statement where he said he'd been using football to hide all these years. And if it was his... If the main reason he was playing football was to hide who he really was, then... I think the expectation of some people, I don't know, he should stay and fight homophobia in football. I don't think he's really interested in homophobia in football. I think he's more interested in just stopping doing something that he never really wanted to do, but was good at. 
and then going and starting to do something that he feels he'll be better and happier at while also being honest about who he is. If you put yourself in issues when 18 months ago he was leaving Los Angeles wondering whether there was any good sushi joints in Leeds and looking forward to playing Premier One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. League football within a, a season or two and everything's just turned around the other way and I think he's just decided to roll the dice. It was nice to see the reaction being so positive anyway and, and grown up, wasn't it? And everyone's sort of like, good on you lads. Surprisingly good mature, yeah. I would say. Considering we've had Ask Andros today, yeah, when you, it's very much a polar opposite of that. Do you that. think if Andros Townsend came out as gay on Twitter, he would get quite the same, um, supportive reaction as Robbie Rogers got? Possibly not. There'd just be lots of jokes about giving head. The Square Ball Podcast with thegeldedend.com. Horse meat has been in the news. This is very, this is probably the most tenuous thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Talk about our own equine scandals, um, and we want to look at things that have been missold over the years. Is this right? I didn't come up with this idea. No, um, it was it was it was my idea because we didn't have any other ideas. Okay, um, at least we're honest about that. It Low, quite, lowering the standards of podcasting. Yeah, on a very, very much. Basis, it yeah. seemed very open ended of things that are not as they appear and maybe have been missold as we were going to talk about. The one that came up probably most common: Thomas Brolin. Mm. We thought we were getting a prime footballer. It turns out we got a fat Swedish poker player. We got thirty percent. Or somebody, uh, Jay Ace on the Facebook page because we've got a lot of comments about it. Wrote Thomas Broiling, which I thought yeah, was I a, like that as well. I thought that was an excellent uh, uh, cooking joke, but then he corrected himself and put <laughs> no Brolin, <laughs> typing via mobile and got it wrong. Back yourself, Jace. It was a good joke. Well, the obvious one for for me was um, Enoch and Daniel Shaw <laughs> <laughs> thought the same thing. Big Enoch, he was hung like a horse. I'm sure his missus appreciates horse meat. Never seen first-hand evidence of this, but I'm prepared to let that one go. I think what people maybe uh, had high expectations on this, because the stuff that horse meat has been found in tends to be quite shit stuff anyway. So stuff you would expect to be crap, but then turns out to be even worse. (laughs) I was reminiscing fondly in the wake of this news about some burgers that a mate of mine brought to a barbecue when we were about 15. I think he got from 
Audi, and it said on the uh, packet that they were guaranteed at least 35% meat. Mm. <laughs> and so that has always kind of been... You I mean, bought a pack of sawdust. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a meat eater, but um, that's always been kind of like the threshold I've acknowledged that when I go into a shop and I buy meat off the shelf in some plastic packet that I am kind of rolling the dice a little bit about whether I'm going to get prime sirloin in that little shrink-wrapped parcel. Or, or, pi- or pigeons arseholes. Yeah, or, you know, just bits of horse. And frankly, I mean, horse. I'd eat horse. It's, it's definitely, it's the, it's one of the higher higher elements of me. How we link this to Leeds United players. The one thing I did think of was when uh, um, Howard Wilkinson told us that Carlton Palmer was did he said he was he wasn't going to play him in midfield? He said he was the man to sort out our defence. He wasn't going to replace Batty. We're going to have this fantastic central defender in Carlton Palmer, and he and he tried him there. I think he tried him there as a sweeper, and gradually just started pushing him, forward. pushing him that little bit further forward at every game. So Keep going, start playing going. playing in front of the centre backs, and then <laughs> into stand midfield. Where Batty used to stand. Yeah, yeah just, that'll do. Never mind that you're wearing number four. Just keep walking forward. Sean Booth on Facebook uh, mentioned Palmer as well. Describes him as a piece of meat with eyes. <laughs> Which I quite enjoyed. He was like a streaky bacon, I suppose. He was very stringy. He was very lithe, wasn't he? Stringy. Lithe and long. I don't think lithe is, 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 a, is a good description. Steve Foster, we like your comment, but we can't repeat it. It refers to Dylan Kerr. Being a bit of a wonky donkey. Quite a few donkeys have made the cut here, haven't they? Um, into this this horse meat extravaganza. Well, uh, Philip de Costa's got mentioned for his uh, Philip de Costa, <laughs> his, who on YouTube Felipe da Costa on YouTube looked like prime rump, but then uh, turned out to be uh, Tom Holgate's described him as in fact horse brackets shit. But he, uh, if you look on YouTube now. There is a video of him scoring an absolutely sensational free kick for his uh, Greek team. You see, I think he got slightly bad pressed with Felipe da Costa because I remember when he got, was it Burry he got sent off against in mm. the JPT? He actually looked all right and like he could pass a football to his teammates, but then he got sent off, suspended, and then wasn't dispatched. Part, wasn't it? part of it that he had absolutely fantastic press before we even saw him because of the, the famous YouTube show reel and the name. And the Felipe de Costa, which was, it is a little bit like a, his YouTube videos were like the equivalent of a Marks and Spencer's food advert. Not just free kicks. Not just a fancy name. This goes to show, actually, if you, if you would have called horse by foreign names, would have sounded more appealing. Chavot. A bit of Chavot. Oh. Hey, there's a retro reference for you. John, you'll have to excuse my uh, pronunciation because it's a, a fancy exotic name. R-O-Z. <laughs> Y-C-K-I. I can't pronounce it because I'm illiterate. He said, what about in the 70s when Leeds fa- fans sang goodbye to my horse when swirling their scarves? Were they, uh, Good retro reference, yeah. The pantomime horse did in fact turn out to be two Leeds fans inside. So there's a horse. Do you think anybody was fooled? Was anybody drunk enough to say? There's a horse on the pitch. Oh no. There's a man coming out of the horse. <laughs> Two men. On the, on what the, horror is this? There was Leeds fans at Man City uh, chatting to a police horse and you're getting cooked in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I like these. There's quite a few mentions. One from Rob Holmes says, Seth Johnson, just Seth Johnson. Mm. He was supposed to be a uh, lithe young meat, wasn't he? Some Like a lamb. That's what I would describe Seth Johnson as. Well, Rob Pring also says that Seth Johnson, named after a famous police horse that survived an IRA bomb, probably explains the two left feet. That's incredible <laughs> knowledge, by the way. I've, I've no idea. If, I only know Margaret Thatcher who survived an IRA bomb. Andrew Keogh 
suggested uh, Thomas Brolin on Facebook. Is that E? The? I believe it probably is. Really? No, it's, of course it's not. <laughs> Come on. I'd love it if he had. The, uh, it's worth mentioning with Brolin that the uh, wonderful, I think it was the Wooja LUFC channel on YouTube, finally, finally uploaded the footage from Crystal Palace versus Leeds United, 97-98. Oh, the bandage game. The bandage game, which it, it isn't, that moment isn't on the end of season video for that year from Leeds United. He's managed to get the uh, match of the day highlights and it includes everything. It includes um, Brolin coming out on the pitch and I think it's it might be Gerald Sinstad commentating and he's saying uh, that um, even as, as uh, Brolin waddles out from his paddock, he says uh, he's taken a uh, considerable pay cut since uh, the time he was at Leeds, but they seem to be uh, still keeping him in square meals here at uh, Selhurst Park. And then it's um, it's a head clash with Bruno Ribeiro that cuts him. And he's when you watch him go down, that's already good because he kind of staggers around the pitch for a couple of minutes with Bruno Ribeiro looking back and going, you all right? Yeah, and then he eventually collapses. And he's gone for about five, ten minutes. Leeds score comes back home with his silly looking bandage and it's Gary Kelly boots the ball at his head and the bandage just goes whoosh. and you can hear the Leeds fans because he already I think Kelly uh, tackles the ball off him and here hey and then but Kelly boots the ball at him and here hey and then the bandage flies off and here yes and there's a lovely uh, his humiliation's it, complete if you go on uh, com. You will see the gif I made of um, both the bandage being, the two gifs, one of the bandage being booted off and one of it just lying on the <laughs> grass alone, which is a, a lovely, a lovely shot. We do like to hold grudges, don't we? And I like this one particularly from Richard Bailey on Twitter, who is RMBLUFC, who says, Peter Barnes, but I'm not one to bear grudges for years. <laughs> what was he presented as? It was more than a million. Was a he a million, million pounds? pounds? That's a lot. Not quite a million, was it, I think? As good as a million pounds? <clears throat> and that's when a million... Pa- yeah. <laughs> Imagine buying someone for a million pounds. From now. Manchester City, of all mm. places. I did quite like, enjoy... Um, I've just noticed Badinho's, uh contribution. Um, who's, hey, he seems to have uh, taken a sideways glance at, uh, at our request by uh, coming up with some uh, LUFC players with uh, equine names. Uh, Danny Hay. Yes, that's good. Do you know something? Sorry, just to interject. Mm. I looked at the team that we put out, the new camp in September 2000 against Barcelona away in the Champions League. And he came off the bench that day, you know? He did, because Lucas Radaby left the pitch on a, in a, with a serious neck injury that he shrugged off. As did Tony Hackworth. Remember him? Getaway driver? <laughs> yep. Uh, Danny Hay is now a, a PE teacher in New Zealand. Very good. Yeah. Following in the footsteps of Aidan Butterworth, who quit Leeds United to become a PE teacher. Uh, Dave in New Zealand, though. No. Doncaster, I think he went to, didn't he? It's very Much similar. Better, yeah. Much very, better. Films a bit Lord of the Ringsy. <laughs> <laughs> David Havey is Badinho's other uh, horse name suggestion. And then, you see um, it's deteriorated there. And it? then Bruno yeah. Ribeiro, which... <laughs> That, that's, that's steaks, that's cows, not horses. This is where the problems begin. No, <laughs> if, he's in, if he's in charge of a Romanian uh, slaughterhouse, then I think we've got a, our prime candidate for trouble. Uh, Martha Zantida says that Michael Brown will be more use in a Finder's lasagna than Armid Field. 
It's yeah. a fair point. I think Michael Brown is a fair representation of the Findus lasagna because it was it was inexpensive and he was as crap as I would probably imagine him to be. I know I know expectations of him and he's he's met that. When I was a student, I uh, when I was poor. I wrote to Findus and said, claimed I'd found a hair in one of, <laughs> one of their lasagnas, which I hadn't, and they sent me some vouchers. Under-egging the pudding there somewhat, really, when you look yeah. back on it, yeah. Is this a confession? Yeah, really it, is, it is, really. If you I are. Did feel, I felt guilty for years, but fuck them. <laughs> Joke's on them now, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I, ate, I ate 25 horse meals off those vouchers. <laughs> Someone mentions Billy Painter here. That's Wardy, with lots of whys. Uh, Wardy LUFC on Twitter. Got meat on Billy. Yeah, he says his agent sold him to us under the illusion he was a 20 plus goal a season striker. Strange how things turned out. Well, not really. Beckford's replacement. We called this one, didn't we? Everyone, not we, but everyone did. Said he's, he's probably not going to turn out to be very good. And lo and behold. So were we missold because he was free? Hmm. Yeah, but even so, I mean, if somebody gave you a free steak and it turned out to be one of your lovely Newfoundlands that had been sliced up and cooked, but you'd, you didn't have to pay for it. You're not cooking my dogs. You don't know I'm not. Oppositional to this, somebody we paid £750,000 for, Kevin Nichols, Club captain Kevin Nichols at that. Did we pay that much for him? Yes. Mm. Jesus. He took a long time to reveal himself as horse, didn't he? Judas horse. There's nothing worse than a Judas horse. horse. (laughs) Yes. He was a scared, a scared Trojan horse at that one. Of course he he was a Trojan horse (laughs) until all those cowardly soldiers came out and (laughs) fell out the back of him. Hey, just going uh, back to Findus, didn't Peter Haddock work for Findus? Another hey. legend, by the way. Hey, very good. That's Dave Jones, not that one, on the Facebook page. <laughs> David Wilde on uh, Facebook says, Ian Hart, he could walk, trot, canter, but couldn't gallop. Very good. I'm surprised nobody has said everything that Neil Warnock has said since he got to Leeds. Well, David was... Wilde also mentions one. Oh, okay. What's he say? He puts hashtag hoofball. Well, now, I have to tell him off for a start because we don't need to use hashtags on Facebook. Don't do that, David. Some people have the accounts linked. Mm, okay, I'll let him off. And some people just like using them in conversation, like hashtag cool people. Uh, whilst we're talking hashtag about like now, whilst we're talking about uh, the present, Josh Luciano Townend, I don't think that's his real middle name, but it might be. Rather cruelly says GFH. We all thought we were being taken over by rich Arabs when, in actual fact, they were about as valuable as Ridsdale's fish. Now, is that true? Did we think we were getting taken over by gazillionaires to begin with? I think we hoped hoped we were taken over by more people with more money than what we had. Um, that would have been a start. Someone with more money than me would have been nice. Yeah. But how much do you have? Dunno. At least I, I've got I've got a bank account. <laughs> Ken can Ken can look at my mini statements. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet GFA sh- I bet they fob him off. Oh we've got them with this is in the the bank books in the post. It's don't look at the books, please. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Findus Lasagna's, Nathan Martin mentions Peter Reed's loan signings. He says, we thought we were getting quality internationals, but they turned out to be a load of random shit from the continent. I like that. And just another one we can't mention, Jonathan, LUFC, Kelly. No, sorry, mate. Funny, <laughs> but no. Yes, I hope you've got good solicitors, uh, Jonathan. We, we are disassociating ourselves with your sexy talk. Did he put this on Twitter? Uh, Facebook, I think. Oh, so Facebook. have a look on our Facebook page if you want to see who he's libelled there. You can um, also look on our Facebook page if you want to see the re- all of what Les Rowley has to say, because I think he's put quite a lot of work into it. Um, it says, uh, I'd say the 90s, because like the horses, we got slaughtered in Europe. Hey. And then when they opened the packet hey, to read the ingredients, hey, on the leads destined for the top, it was revealed to have substandard and unpalatable fodder hey, at its core. We were taken off. Uh, but then there's a see more link because when uh, <laughs> dot, Ma- dot, dot. when Michael's copied and pasted it off of Facebook, it, we, it 
it's too long to uh, to get the whole thing. What have you it copy was... and pasted today, eh? I've been under a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that how come all the all the horse got into our uh, prep sheet? Uh, Welly LUFC 79 on Twitter as well. Premier League prices if you want Premier League football. That was a fine one that we were... Just give us this money. You'll almost certainly get something fine in return. Well, that's it. We've not been paying Finder's prices for the uh, for the mediocre meat that we have been swimming in the gravy of. Do you even get gravy at those prices? Here's a good one. Daniel Cottam. Uh, who is Dan underscore Cottom on Twitter says every Leeds United calendar by the time you get to March none of them play for Leeds anymore absolutely good point because the calendar they've given up on the idea of the calendar proper haven't they there's a Heroes one now Legends the, one the Heroes and Legends calendar is actually a sound investment and I hope it continues is, it, this, is that just a Norwich calendar? no the, the Heroes and uh, Legends calendar I got for Christmas it's uh, January was uh, Andrew Hughes hard to disagree with February was uh, Norman Hunter, a true legend of the club. And I have, I've cheated and looked ahead to see who we're getting in March. And uh, Steve Morrison is the uh, legend <laughs> for March. So uh, well worth the money that my parents paid for that. What about the whole 2012, 2013 season? Hasn't that been a load of old Miss Sol bollocks? New new shirts. We got that. New um, season, well, obviously. Come to- Can't avoid it, can you? New start. <laughs> Warnock mm. marching about the changing room, talking to himself. He did start, but the problem is now, I think, Oddie. He doesn't fucking care. Coming up. And heroically, if you're still with us, we've made it through to the last part of the podcast. Uh, the stuff that's on the way. A, we're playing Millwall on Saturday, um, early kickoff. Uh, there's a couple, literally a couple of dozen of them probably coming up for their uh, motorway service station ticket pickup. There's at least one of them not coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a uh, life ban and a four, £500 fine. Something like something that. Something the guy, if anyone has life, yeah, seen it. Life banned from Millwall, five years from football, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, the guy was shouting abuse at Juve and his own players, it seemed. I mean, thankfully, yeah. that was just an isolated incident, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> it was just the one. Apart from the, the, one, bad, the one bad egg. Apart from the 30 yeah. guys who were with him, who, uh, if they are coming up, I, I, I'm not particularly keen to meet you. <laughs> 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 Lovely chaps, though, I'm sure you all are. Anyway, they're 14th and they're in slightly strange form at the minute, aren't they? Because they beat Middlesbrough uh, at the Riverside, but then they lost 5-1 at home prior to that. They lost 5-1 to Peterborough, who were probably the worst team I've seen this year, apart and, from us. And just got slightly worse worse still because they've uh, let George Boyd go to Wool, haven't they? Have they? Yeah. I, I was under the impression he was joining us. People have talked about <laughs> it for about four years. Uh, yeah, he's ended up... You'll well, be telling had... me next we haven't got Chris Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> he has moved to Yorkshire, um, but he's moved to the coast. Oh, um, he's gone. He's gone on loan for the rest of the season and signing in the uh, in the summer. It's probably just an administrative error, and uh, and we definitely did mean to sign him. He turned right on the uh, M62, didn't he? Instead of left. That's it. He's got confused. Yeah. Um, it's his eyes. It's his dodgy eyes. He couldn't read the signs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. But I don't know. I mean, is Andy Keogh still knocking him in for Millwall? Is anybody knocking him in for Millwall? I suppose they lost five one to bloody Peterborough. They're not that good. They're going to beat us, aren't they? It's a must win. It's a must win. And I think it's a must win, lads. Go on. I, I think we're hitting a bit of form now I think Wankers has finally given in and he's playing a side that's halfway decent so as long as he puts out a decent side like last time we should beat these and I think we will you're relying on him to put out a decent side like last time the flaw in that plan would be the decent side that we don't have ah yeah. we've got we've got we've got 
a decent enough side to beat Millwall <coughs> at home. Mm. Steve Morrison's going to be gunning for these lot, isn't he? I almost just hope we lose because I can't be able to this season. <laughs> every every time we win a game, it's like, oh, we're only like, oh, we're only five points off the playoffs. If we get a run, just the- plus the other dozen sides on. that are only three points off the That's- players above us. Yeah, and the ones that are below us that are in quite decent form. Let's just draw a line under this season, eh? Mm. We've still got to fulfil the fixtures. Ah, I quite liked him. Um, uh, I was going to say we'd go down if we didn't fulfil the fixtures, wouldn't we? So yeah, we'll probably just close the club down, out of business by the end of the season for not fulfilling our fixtures. Sorry, uh, thanks to Daz Aviard for the uh, Harry Bowl, by the way, which is making me sound like a, a bit of a idiot at this moment. Um, amongst also my brain failure, uh, McCarthy, what's his face, Mick, Big Mick Mac, said about Huddersfield at the weekend. Well, said about Ipswich went to Huddersfield and drew nil nil. If I'd been given nil nil. In advance, we'd never have left Ipswich. Um, it's a, you know, a point there is absolutely fine. So I'm not going to apologise for that, but I will apologise to the fans for the shit football match that they had to watch. <laughs> and <laughs> I heard that, and was, that's kind of like the polar opposite of a sarcastic round of applause from your manager. It's explained. It's like, yep, come here, got a nil-nil. It was crap, but we needed it. Sorry, way it is. Cheers, Mick. Please come here. <laughs> Crap nil nil against Millwall then? Now we're gonna lose. No, we'll beat them. I think we'll win. I think we'll beat them because it will just <coughs> string the season out that little bit longer. But only, thankfully, until Tuesday when we go to Leicester. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we haven't got a chance well, there. Customary low, customary defeat. Um, Kasper Schmeichel's gonna score against us. Yeah, we don't do very well against Leicester ever. No, didn't we? Did we win there last year with the Clayton free kick? What did we win this year? We beat them early. Jesus, this we did. <laughs> We've got a fine record against Leicester. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like we should. Well, yeah, it was Clayton. Uh, did he get goal of the season? And it wasn't yes, a free yes, kick. Yes. It was that volley from about thirty yards out, volley on the run. Uh, which, and this uh, season it was Becky's. Well, I, I, fan- the- I fancy, yeah, I fancy them pen. both to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Clayton and Becky are leading the attack. I think um, I'm just scared. There was a period in like the nineties when they beat us in the League Cup about six times a week. There was the whole Rocky Junior uh, Brazil. Argentina famous for its steak, Brazil famous for its donkeys. He came and was his first. No, why didn't we mention him in part three? Because he is the archetypal uh, mis-selling of reputation. Did he even play against Leicester for us? Or it was his de- that was his debut, was wasn't it? Right. So was he that the four nil. Yeah. Yeah. I he... seem to remember watching that on holiday and with a load of Leicester fans and feeling. Yeah. Another miserable. one. Where, another one where we were lucky to get nil. He completely imploded on his debut at Leicester. And it was also the first time when we signed Rio Ferdinand and played him with Radaby and Woodgate in a three-man defence against Leicester yeah. and lost. And and everyone was like, perhaps O'Leary isn't a tactical genius after all. And then they uh, they broke Matthew Jones after we sold him to them in good faith. And uh, Three and a quarter million quid. Yeah, unbelievable. Who got the better deal out of that then? Um, not Matt Jones. Well, he did all right, but he found himself locked in a, when he did regain fitness, he, he couldn't afford to take a pay cut to go to Nottingham Forest because his mortgage was too ponderous or onerous. Uh, Ponderous mortgage? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get them from the Thoughtful Building Society. Um, Listen, back on track, looking at these three games as as an entity, uh, Millwall at home. We've only looked at two of them so far. Well, no, I'm just going to say eminently winnable, but then you look at the next two, Leicester away and Palace away, that is probably the pair of fixtures around which the whole season could potentially finish and collapse, Will. isn't it? Because Will. even if we beat Millwall and we lost these two, that would leave us needing 22 Miracle. points out of 
10 games. Yeah, but you, you've got to go on believing though, haven't you? Because uh, I keep saying to the lads around here, you know, if you don't come into work with a smile on your face, believing that you're going to uh, you're going to go home as a winner. Then believing no, that I'm going to get promoted. <laughs> there's no point in turning up if, uh, if it's not to, uh, to be successful for Neil Warnock. I'm right in thinking for the Palace game that Scum have actually signed Zaha, haven't they? Yeah, it's, yeah. That's all agreed. Yeah. Is this Michael Brown's chance to <laughs> redeem himself? If he properly broke one of Scum's new toys... Even if our season's <laughs> over, that would be brilliant. Mm. I if, dare, if, if, I if, dare if, if he has to be delivered to Manchester in two boxes... <laughs> <laughs> I dare say they've probably got insurance. Michael Brown insurance, <laughs> where they would probably get out of this somehow if, uh, if somebody were to end him. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I, 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 I like the idea of them paying 20 million quid for something that's broken. It'd, it'd be like payback for Cantona. When they played up here, Byron managed to uh, keep Zahar out of the game. So what do you think the chances are that Byron won't play because uh, Warnock will want to try Lees at right back for this game? <laughs> Someone will oh, he's been a bit... Uh... Put Byron on the left wing. Yeah. Who's no. our quickest player? A.D. White. Put him at right back. <laughs> been, he, he can overlap with Brownie on the right, and he might he might not try very hard Warnock at this one because it's one of his former clubs. Doesn't he hate them though? Didn't they kind of leave yeah. Uh, yeah. quite a bad a bad end to that relationship? Much like the way his relationship leads. Lee, <laughs> very rarely though does a manager leave a position with a positive relationship though. Yeah, but the, not quite with the sort of bitter lack of faith that we have here. I mean. You know, I think maybe he's finally just finally hitting our stride, but unfortunately, we're up against some quite good football teams soon. Well, but we're not in our stride, are we? Oh, yeah, we're, 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 get, we're getting there. What is, is this really? Our, our, Look, I'm trying to cling have on. You to, been? I'm trying to cling recently? on. I'm trying to cling on to the cliff top with my fingernails here. Where are the games we've covered in this podcast? We've <laughs> yeah. won one out of four. <laughs> That's our stride, and we've scored. What have we scored? One. Hey, two, hey we're having a, we're having a late run for the playoffs. We've scored twice. Oh no, we scored twice against Wolves. Unfortunately, we let them score oh, yeah, two as well. As strides go, that's a pretty horrible pair of pants you're trying to sell. I, I just don't want us to be a, a set of miserable bastards all the way to the end of the season, but we will be. Have you not heard this podcast before? No. <laughs> might, Warnock might leave earlier than the end of the season, but if he realises that uh, Warnock isn't going to win anything for Warnock while he's here. Yeah, but Adkins hasn't sorted out his uh, settlement from <laughs> Southampton yet, has he? Said? Oh, and there's another one to moan about, that smug bastard when he takes over. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. The Canio's coming anyway. Oh, great, a Nazi. Fantastic. <laughs> Just Better what than we a need. scouser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slightly, slightly less smug as well. Yeah. Less uh, self-belief in a, in a, in a <clears throat> completely um, outrageous... I was teasing you about the Canio's now, in the bar at the, whatever, the last shit game we went to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I you weren't was, happy, were you? You know, I have to apologise now, but I can't remember who I saw it from or who posted it. But someone described uh, Adkins as a PowerPoint manager, which I yeah. liked. I liked very much indeed. It might have been someone on Twitter. Was Canio's just a power mad? <laughs> if anybody's on the fence about um, Adkins, go on YouTube and type in Nigel Adkins' poem and watch him reciting the uh, the man in the glass when with a big shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and when he ends it goes, uh, yeah, I don't worry, I sleep at night. Smug, smug bastard. You think Neil Warnock's smug? So this is our choices. We've got Neil Warnock, who we don't like, we know we don't like. Nigel Atkins, who is insufferably smug and ru- rules by Excel spreadsheet. Or a crazed fascist <laughs> who broke back into the club after the, after he resigned to try and steal pictures of himself <laughs> in the dead of night. Hey, bring it on, I say. Bring I it on. I know where my money's going. 
the Ken Bates villain of the fortnight. This is the fortnightly award that we give to somebody who has contributed to our ongoing misery as Leeds United fans. Um, gents, should we give uh, Kenny's customary nomination first? What's this for? For being at the Man City game. Yeah, do you think he was not welcomed into the boardroom at half time because he spent the whole of half time um, sat out in the stadium, didn't he? I really, I really hope they didn't let him into the fur coat. Either that, or that just because um, he probably because he referred to a load of Middle Eastern people as Sheikh Rubber Dob. Yeah, I did like, like casual um, racism tends to. Yeah. Because it's, it's that famous picture, the, what, the picture that flashed around the world of Ken, Susanna's there, and Peter Lorimer's there, and they're all kind of huddled up together. And someone, uh, I think it, it, on Twitter, said uh, it looked like Peter Lorimer was just there to hold his crisps for him. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd because he looked like he'd opened the packet and was just like, "There you go, Ken. You just have a have a cup. See if you can get a couple of them down. The soft, the, the soft ones that you like." <laughs> Was Mourinho sat a few seats behind him? Or was that a- it was McLeish, not Mourinho. I know they're similar. <laughs> but I know McLeish was there, but I... That sure- sparked some awful rumours, didn't it, as well? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure I saw a photo that had Mourinho sitting in the area as well, but I couldn't work out if it was like a mirage. I hadn't... It might have been been fa- in- I've seen that photo, but I don't know whether it was Photoshop. Right, I'd been a little- I don't know what's real and I, what's I fake anymore. Warnock paid McLeish to be there to scare us into keeping him yeah. for a bit longer. Yes, because he has like, been- Oh, Jesus! He has been saying, be careful of what you wish for, hasn't he? Hey, hey. Do you know what? I'd take the Smug Scouser or the Fascist over McLeish. Who else do we want to nominate then? The Smug Scouser and the Fascist. Just get them in now. Yeah, get them in now. Future managers. Yeah, all our future managers for having things wrong with them, for not being obviously brilliant. So McLeish, um, Smug Scouser and uh, the Fascist, you're all, all, future managers all for nominated. Being, for being flawed. He's, yeah. had, he's had nominations before as well, but Chris Hewton, because this was the first time I believe they've all been on the pitch at the same time, the, the Norwich Quartet. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yep. There they were. All to return together. to an equine theme. All together. That was a bit unfair of him. Although, it is worth saying that apparently Becchio struggled somewhat, which is... Uh... It'll take him a while to get used to the pace of the Premier League, but he'll come good, whereas, whereas Morrison will just get worse and worse. I think there's a big case here for nominating Neil Warnock for his sarcastic hand clap. And I know yep. we, we give him mm. a hard time, old Colin, but... Um, no, I think that particular one is... Uh... He wants to win this for himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't want to leave Leeds without a trophy. Something he's, for the, uh... he's eight still in the fortnight that he wins, <laughs> if he wins this. Um, can I nominate the Man City bar and bar staff for one, not having many bar staff and two, running out of beer half an hour before kickoff? That's disgusting. If that's a Premier League... You can keep it. You can stick it, can't you? Though? Whereas at Leeds, you get really... Um... No, you don't. Oh, do. never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I started off on Guinness, then got to the ground who had no Guinness, so went on cider. Then they ran out of cider, and they had to have lager. This was a tale of hardship. <laughs> these, these are first Mod- world, modern- first world <laughs> problems, <laughs> problems, aren't they? Yeah, first world problems. Right, okay, so we've got the Man City bar staff. Ken for daring to be at the Man City game and being given a quick reach around by Lorimer. Uh, Warnock for his sarcastic hand clap. And Chris Hewton for putting Snoddy, Housen... Johnson and Becky on the same pitch at the same time for the first time. And finally, all our future managers for having flaws. Bates not dead either, because I think on the previous oh, yeah. podcast oh, we speculated yeah. he might have died. And, and not told us. Not told us. No. Unless it was a, a weekend at Bernie's job. <laughs> with that might mean it. Lorimer might have been operating his strings. Yeah, holding him up. Who do we want to... Uh, As opposed to the other way around. Yes, indeed. There we go. Uh, oh, no, that's a horrible image. <laughs> who, who do you want to take this uh, this award this time then? Warnock. It's Warnock. Yep. It's what, fuck off. Not just for the hand clap, <laughs> but for then the hand clap and also for uh, disrespecting a uh, quality BBC journalist after the game. Love. 
wind your neck in. And also for um, telling us who is and isn't a Leeds United legend. He doesn't get to decide. He doesn't get to just point his little magic wand and go, uh, oh, right, okay, let's, uh, uh, Morrison, legend. Uh, Brownlee, <laughs> obvious legend. Uh, A.D. White, never amounts an ounce. Uh, Jufy, oh, with the way you've won these fans over, I just, I just think it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, my daughter's got a picture of you on the wall. I never thought I'd see this. Uh, legend. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Colin Wanker. The Ken Bates villain of the fortnight belongs to you. I, I can almost foresee a day when we rename this award. Any other business? I definitely would like to pay tribute to Bradford City for giving me a great deal of pleasure um, in the League Cup final. Not only setting a new League Cup final record in losing 5-0 to Swansea, but helping me sleep more easily because I do... I was born in Bradford, unfortunately, for my sins, and reside in the city. Can't um, let it go, can you? No, and I have family members that support that club, and they detest us. So all these fans who were blathering on about, oh, they're a Yorkshire club. Well, I'll tell you what, they're playing, what is it, is it Dagenham this weekend. I take it you'll be supporting Bradford again and not wanting them to get thumped, because Dagenham are from down south and Bradford are from Yorkshire, or will that all be out the window now because it's not a cup final? Bollocks to them. I'm glad they lost. I want them to lose every game, and I want them to get relegated out of the football league. And disappear forever. Uh, I, uh, I was quite, I was quite disappointed by this game because I was looking forward to uh, not a Bradford City win, but at least you know a rollicking good cup final with maybe it a was bit, a good cup final. Maybe a bit, maybe a bit of tension. It was brilliant. Maybe wondering which way it might go. Two good teams battling it out for silverware at Wembley. No, it, no, no, it, no, no, no. What I wanted, I'm sorry, which I, I turned got, it off at half time. No, listen, listen. Right, I wanted them to be losing early. Check that happened. I wanted the game to be out of sight quite early check that happened so those people had a long time to contemplate the journey home and sit in misery in Wembley and wave their souvenir flags because that's all they've got from the day is a souvenir flag and a trip to London and the fact is most of the people who were at Wembley it was probably their first game of the season which annoys me slightly when you see it's the way the BBC pretend to present FA Cup games or it's like oh it's fantastic you know Histon have brought 2,000 fans well, well why have they because they don't, they don't give a fuck normally those people <laughs> they'd only sat at home watching Sky but they've s- sniffed a bit of glory and they've all gone and you don't realise if you live in Bradford it's much easier to go and watch Bradford City at Valley Parade than it is to go all the way down to that London <laughs> f- forking out all that money to watch them lose 5-0 if you could just go down to uh, go down to Valley Parade they, they win there sometimes Hey, listen, I was they're in with say, a chance at home it could be all for tea time yeah. the, um, the Sky Sports cameras were in basically what is my local pub as well and I was so tempted at one point to stick on a lead shirt and go walk in there but I decided against it did we mention you were too busy uh, on Twitter retweeting all the jokes yeah. about Bradford City yeah absolutely did we say, say on air or was it off air last time that we were speculating about whether we should get some Leeds United coaches organised and, and go down to the cup final <laughs> just like book up a, a, an area for Leeds fans what could possibly go wrong <laughs> with that we could all wear white paint it white we could white wear white shirts couldn't we Okay, we need to say thanks to Dazaviad, which we've mentioned uh, previously in the podcast, because he gave us a, a mountain of Haribo sweets. Not enough Tangfastics, though. More fizzy ones next time, Daz. Not that we're ungrateful in the slightest. <laughs> but thanks very much, Daz. I was expecting... Next time, Daz. My teeth are bad. I was expecting beef burgers and I got horse. Right. Actually, there probably is horse in these, isn't there, Haribo? Can you smell the horses where you live in there? In Ponty, can you just see like a trail of horses being walked slowly up to the Haribo factory? Flying towards you the just, factory. You just hear the constant slow clip-clop through the night. So yeah, thank you, Daz. We do really appreciate the sweets. And thank you for your sacrifice, Sugar. Finally, we need to draw a winner for the painting, don't we? The brilliant originals, uh, Sport Originals painting. Yes, which we've had in the magazine a bit. A couple of... <laughs> 
we've had it in the magazine for a couple of issues and um, also had it on the Facebook, Twitter and everything like that. So we're going to draw a winner in, in my entirely unscientific way. How have, you actually, how have you actually managed to do this? Though? Have you numbered all the, the entries and we're just going to yeah. pick one, right? Does someone want to pick a number then? A random number. Yeah. The only number I can think of is Becky shirt. <laughs> ten. Number ten is Robert Weir. Congratulations, you're the you're the proud owner of a painting. I will be in touch. It's a fantastic painting. What's it a painting of? It's of the goal that Beckford scored with, against Bristol Rovers. It's that with his arms. So it's a goal. Off. It's a painting of a Leicester City player. Yeah, and of a Norwich player as well in the background, and Johnny Howson. They were better days. Who do you want a painting of now? Steve Morrison. No. That's your that's your birthday present sorted. <laughs> if I if there was a picture of Steve Morrison on display in uh, Leeds Art Gallery, I would go down and throw paint at it. <laughs> Let's wrap it up then. Quickly mention that issue seven of the Square Ball is out now. The remaining copies will be out for Millwall. <clears throat> yeah, get yourself on the squareball.net and purchase that if you don't want to get down to Ellen Road or you're not going to the match or live far away. Uh, don't forget to get in touch with us as well. Podcast at the squareball.net is the email address. Tweet at the squareball and go to facebook.com forward slash the squareball. We'll be back soon when we can get our heads together in a fortnight, yeah? Might as well. And we look forward to speaking to you then. Bye from me and Michael. Goodbye. And Moscow White. Goodbye. And Oddie. Goodbye. That's us done for now. Uh, enjoy your trip to the Knackers Yard. We'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. The Square Ball Podcast, supported by thegelderdan.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.